thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. You know, we're just going to keep doing this. Welcome to the latest edition of Boomers with Beverages. We are always excited to have you along to join us for our conversation, which I always like to say kind of runs the gamut. But we do have a a few things we're going to focus on with this Mm -hmm. particular podcast. So thanks for making us part of your podcast listening. And hopefully you've had a chance to go to boomerswithbeverages.com. Check out the website, which includes some... Mighty tasty recipes from mm. and some episode extras, a new feature. Ooh, I like that. Of the Boomers website. That's really, really good. I'm Jim Burroughs, Dan Davis. Welcome to the program. Good to Hello, see you. Hello, good to be here. Good to see you. Pete Molina, always good to see Pete. Hello. Nice probably to be back. probably just fresh off another tennis match. So hopefully it went well. <laughs> yes, I actually it did well go well. And Artie Widry. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? That's good to see you, Otis. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for being Otis, here. Thanks Otis for being Elevator. here. We got a little off the, the off the rails the last show because you know we were ta- I was kind of laying down the gauntlet with the. Uh, something I want to do in terms of you know eating healthier, getting yeah. healthier, losing some weight, and Dan's going to. We're going in completely opposite directions. Participate. I know we, <laughs> we were. We already done that. Dan's bringing such great yummy stuff that he mm-hmm. makes, but it's okay. I mean, you can obviously have your little cheats. You just can't make it part of your everyday, all your yeah. meals. You got to be. You got to be careful. But we forgot the last time because we are boomers with beverages mm. to start the show off with the beverages that we are drinking, and we yes. thought. This would be a good opportunity again to start to re- and finish the show with beverages. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to revisit uh, Furnace Street Distillery because yeah. Dan went. This has been now so several yeah, weeks it was, ago. It, so a few episodes back, yeah, we had uh, I had the great opportunity to interview my friend Scott Cubitt, who is the distiller with a brand new Furnace Street Distillery in Alberta, Michigan, which is up roughly thirty miles or so south of Traverse City on the um, just a. Uh, little bit lower than the Leelanau Peninsula. But That's the fern- kind of the little notch, right? When you look at the mitt. It's just like the little, the little finger. Yeah, the it's little, the little finger, finger that juts of, yeah. out. Not yeah. the middle finger. Right, the little finger. So they've only been open, uh, I think they opened in June. Wow. And they've got uh, a wonderful variety of spirits, some great custom-crafted Cocktail recipes. So, are you the biggest celebrity that's visited? So I, far? you know, I may be, that's and more's the pity for them in that regard. <laughs> but <laughs> they got your picture up, I'm sure. But I, so I, I gave it a try. They have uh, what do they got? They got a vodka. They got a gin. They've got a what? As Scott described that an agave spirit, which the rest of us know as tequila, but no. for legal reasons, they have to call it an agave spirit. And they've got a couple of whiskeys, and they, like I said, they're, they're brand new and a good. Bourbon whiskey needs a minimum of two years to age and be, I mean, three years, but I think like Jim Beam is seven, and so it, it sort of depends on the distiller, etc. But I'm, uh, Artie and I are more whiskey drinkers than, uh, as far as spirits go. I'm more of a bourbon drinker. More of a bourbon. Bourbon is a whiskey. Yeah, I know. It's all right. And so, but he had a, and I tasted this on the interview. I wanted to bring it home for you guys to share. He has a, how did he describe it? A rye forward malt whiskey, which is only six months old. And so that's I got to tell you, is? that's what that is. Mm. That I was rather doubtful because young whiskey doesn't really appeal. But okay. I tried it. So let's. Okay, well, here, I'm, this is what I t- was, I t- was oh, taught yes. by my daughter. A little drop of water. A little drop of water. I mean, a very small drop of water without 
dripping it everything. Wakes up the flavors. What? Yeah. Why it do actually you do that? does that. It just it somehow it it as they say it wakes up the flavor of the whiskey. You, you guys sound like whiskey Ooh. snobs. Yeah. Now that I do get I get the rye right up front. Yeah. I get the rye right smack up front. That's awesome. Mm. But it just I mean it is Here, so smooth. I don't get Swiss any and, and, no? no any bite at all. Pete? Yeah, I don't have a bite on that. You're right. I, I have a napkin. Mm. You know, that, that is I just really, spilled it all. I'm not. I wouldn't classify myself as a whiskey drinker. Where's the dog? But that is very smooth, mm-hmm. um, and I, I would drink that again. And In fact, I'll probably just take that bottle home with okay. me. All right, then. I'll, I'll arm wrestle for yeah, it later. Well, I hate to tell you, but Mrs. Davis will have a say in that. <laughs> yeah, so. no, no, she, Mrs. Davis, it was the vodka that. Uh, oh, did she? she yeah. Is that the one she That's guarded? The one she guarded. She, yes. you know, I remember her <laughs> marching <laughs> out here, marching. We heard her footsteps, and she grabbed it and moved Mrs. on. Mrs. Davis <laughs> is a huge fan of that. And I don't know why she brought a gun with her. What was the point? You know, a lot of whiskeys and I, my preference is rye whiskey versus bourbon. I've, I've moved from bourbon to rye, but it's like the depth of flavor. Sometimes you get, you know, it, it's, you know, whiskey flavored whiskey, but this has some nice. Well, there's another one that I got. I got, I think I had a little bit around here from a different distillery up there that is nice. It's like you can get some caramel and um, all this, but this is just, there's lots of depth. It's very warm. Um, can definitely taste That's the a rye. perfect pairing with this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Did you well, do that on purpose? The, I, the bread and the olive oil? I'll say yes. Who's okay, going to know? Because so it's, it's no, an it's, amazing yeah. pairing. Yeah, so, so Dan has made, always with every show, you're always baking something. Mm-hmm. And for, the, for this particular uh, podcast and, and the one previous, you made some amazing cookies. And now Thank you've you. added bread. So this tell, us, bread. The two, this tell us the two items that you made. Uh, okay, so for I, I got cookies that are oatmeal, cranberry, white chocolate chip, and pecan. Cookies. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm with yeah. a little. Um, it's a great combo. And yeah, you guys can fill your pockets. I just, I'm just going to start showing up with a feed bag in the yeah. future. Yeah, just, <laughs> sure. Drop by anytime. There's yeah. usually food. I so, this is the bread I made. Is It's called Cassiatello. Tiello. I think that's the. It's Italian. So, the, and you pronounce the L's in Italian, right? It's not like Spanish. It becomes Cassiatello. Cassiatella. Cassiatella. Thank you. What he said. It's. Uh, it's you, you know, he's not really Italian. <laughs> I'm just he's got me convinced. It's bread. It's got uh, salami. Can I help uh, you? And a combination of cheddar and mozzarella cheese baked oh into the bread. Gosh. It's sort of like a wow, like a a, a savory panettone. It because it kind of looks like a panettone, which is like the Christmassy bread. You wasn't get he, in the, wasn't he in the Sopranos? Joe Panettone. Joe Panettone. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he was in the Matrix. Joe, Joe Pan. There's a guy whose name anyway. Pantalone. Pantalone. That's it. Um, but it's it's just very nice, and I also use because uh, I found a few different recipes for it. I use lard <coughs> in baking, and, and it makes I think a lighter bread. Pig pig fat rules. Pig fat rules, and it but it just yeah it's just a nice fluffy crumb. It, it, it's, and it's very fun. good. I, I'm just, it, it, I'm it just works flash, differently with this stuff. I'm having a flashback to your your praise the lard joke that you used to do. Praise the lard. Praise the lard. If you had Mama's biscuits, which are usually hard, but they're not this week because she trusted the lard. <laughs> <laughs> which, but yeah, you look, you know, you think, ooh, lard for and. But I did some research and it does. It, it works. It's yeah, it's a good option. It, it's actually in some way. Ways, lard is a healthier choice than butter in Correct. baking. Yeah. But is it just for baking? I mean, aren't there other applications for? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. French fries, sunscreen. I mean, if you really <laughs> want, if you if you really want a good 
bright red sunburn, mm. lard is the way to go. <laughs> that or yeah. baby oil. Yes. Well, we had a squeaky <laughs> slide. You're right. We put that. We <laughs> you're put fried. It, you put, yes. It's like a WD-40 alternative too, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. It's, you can use exa- it on exactly a lot of different things. But it's um, I never eat this. Yeah. This is thing, very so good. I, you have the Italian seal of approval. Oh my goodness. I can. You, I, tears. I the redneck you, seal of approval tears. too. You can cook Italian for me anytime. Uh, thank you so much. So. That's so, going to be something we got to do down the road. Fry a possum? No, we're, when we're on location, you guys need to bring your food. Yeah, you could do that. I can fry a possum. I got to try just a little bit of bread before Artie eats it all. I mean, I swear to God, you have had half the loaf. No, I've had one oh, and a half don't piece. Start. So no, let me no. throw something out yeah, at you well, guys here. Well, I will say also, we have some uh, extra virgin olive oil with Italian herbs for dipping. Well, actually, I've been. Does Popeye I know? Yes, Artie has a straw. Okay. In the, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm tired of this abuse. <laughs> you invite abuse. But what, what what movie was that from? I don't have to come here to be abused. Really, where do you usually go? <laughs> <laughs> so let me throw this out at you guys. Kind of right. we'll turn the tables here and have some fun. Hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully we're all parents, and uh, I would say by all accounts we are. are our kids are, are doing well. They're mm-hmm. fine, upstanding citizens. Uh, I don't think anyone's done any, done any, jail, uh, done any jail time yet. Uh, but, you know, there's always time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what parenting decision have you made that didn't quite turn out the way you hoped for? Not necessarily that mm-hmm. anything bad happened because could have been very well-intentioned, but you didn't get the result that you wanted. And I'll, so I'll, I'll start it off here, and then maybe you guys can kind of think a bit about it and, and, and fill in the blanks. So I'll take you back to uh, my son, Jimmy. Uh, he was a uh, senior in high school, was on the wrestling team. His wrestling team had a very good year. They went to the state. Uh, Jimmy uh, finished uh, runner-up to the uh, – in the semifinals to the eventual state champion in his particular weight class. So we liked the wrestling team. The, the coach was a great guy. The, the kids on the team. I, did, I wrestled. I just could not get used to that leotard thing. Yeah, it, it was it, it was it, tough to watch. I got to be honest. It's uncomfortable. With you. It rides up on you. Yeah. So and 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 you know to this day, Jimmy will walk around the house and he's. Uh, his uh, wrestling leotard, which is really uncomfortable. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, but take anyway. him to Walmart. They'll think nothing of it. That's true. So. So Jimmy had a good year. He enjoyed it. Uh, we were happy for him. He wanted to have a little celebration with some of his wrestling team buddies. So he came to Kara and I and said, hey, I'd like to have some of the guys from the wrestling team over next Saturday or a couple Saturdays from then and uh, just to hang out. How about if you and mom just go away for that night? I'll pay for your hotel and we'll just have my little party here. And we go, no. <laughs> First of all, you couldn't afford the hotel we want to stay yeah. at. <laughs> good point. <laughs> I said, secondly, it's just not a good idea. So a couple of days later, he comes back and says, well, how about this? How about if you and mom go out for dinner and then maybe catch a movie and then, you know, maybe get home around one o'clock or so when, you know, I'll have my buddies over and was we'll because we have a basement they could go down there. So Karen and I talked about that and said, okay, that sounds like a reasonable compromise. Now, Jimmy's not the kind of guy, he wasn't a partier, he wasn't, you know, he's really kind of a, uh, you know, low-key guy. So, and as I said before, we like the kids on the team, that nothing crazy that we knew about going on. So we said, okay. So we go out to dinner, have a nice dinner. We go to the theater, and we no longer, we had just sat down uh, watching the, uh, the, the, the introductions, and we get a call from 
Kara gets a call from one of the neighbors said, mm. you might want to come home. There's a bunch of cars out in front of your house. Okay. So we're five minutes away from the house. We drive into the neighborhood. There are literally dozens of cars hmm. on all sides of our streets, and there are seven police cars as Ooh, well. Oh, my. So we walk into our house, and this is according to what the police told us. There were roughly 70 people in our house. Hmm. That's not a lot, though. That's a big wrestling team. Yeah, that is. That's, that's pretty, <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of that you think of parties, that's... yeah. I mean, probably for the house, it freaked you out, but that's... But, but probably because it was relatively early by their standards. Yeah, I had I'm just been... thinking, what if a couple hours later, yes. yeah. word gets around, So this is the place to go. We were, you know, I'm like horrified, you know, there's there's police officers sitting in our living room, in our kitchen. Uh, and were they're... they partying? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they brought their own. Yeah, they they brought the confiscated liquor from other parties. Yeah. Going, this is good. Hey, drink up, guys. So the police department at Fishers were very nice. So what I later found out is that, you know, Jimmy was mortified. He, you know, he was crying. It was it was really wow. bad. The, the kids, a couple of kids ran out the back door. They jumped over our fence, oh. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So what the police were doing they were actually processing all the kids, meaning that they had these little portable uh, breathalyzers. Mm -hmm. So you take a breathalyzer test, and if you pass, get out of here. If you didn't pass, you got to sit down and call your parents or somebody to come pick you up. So they were actually really nice. So in talking with the police department, they told us that every weekend something like this happens. So how all this goes down, and I had no idea because apparently I was pretty naive, is that Jimmy sends our address to one of his friends that was coming to the party. They then share it without anyone else knowing. They mm -hmm. share it. So all of a sudden, all these people have this address at our house, and they show up. Yep. It was, you know, luckily there was no damage to the house. When everybody left, we started cleaning up. Uh, we found uh, we found in our uh, uh, pool table, people had stuffed bags of pot in, in the in the. In the, mm -hmm. in the oh, my goodness. Yeah. pockets we found you know booze in the, in the in the in the closets we have all kinds of stuff it was it was it was crazy so you know it was something well-intentioned but didn't quite turn out like we hoped well i hate to rain on your parade but the, that very same thing happened to me not with my child but to me we had a big old house mom and dad had a big house they were almost never home a big old and all i said was there were four guys there were four of my friends that came over all of a sudden next thing i know i have 112 kids in my house oh my goodness we're having the time of our life <laughs> and the security guard that that basically patrols the neighborhood came out. Officer Potter was his name. <laughs> his officer Potter. He was a he was a country music guy from Nashville, and he did security on the side. But anyway, he's out at the house, and he he comes in, and next thing I know, I got kids scattering everywhere. Nobody left. They just started running and hiding in closets, and <laughs> guys, you know, filling up the toilet with pot and pills and all kinds of crap. And he's sitting at my dad's desk playing Monty Hall with, uh, you know, with Mets. We're going to, we're going to play. Let's make a deal. So he gets everybody's parents, gets everybody's phone numbers. Cause he's going to start calling everybody's parents. And then he said, look, I'll stop this. If everybody just gets in their car and everybody just leaves right now, 112 kids got in their car and left except for one. And that was me. Yeah. And he said, you know, not want to have to tell your dad. I go, yeah, I know. I don't care. I really don't care because <laughs> Unfortunately, my dad said, anytime you have a party, you make sure I'm home because mm. I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> 
And that's exactly what he told me. That's what my dad told I don't want to miss anything. I said, you just like looking at the girls. Like I said, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> that's awesome. So when we were cleaning just, up. Just knowing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I only got to know your dad late with baseball. Yeah. You know, with getting to meet him and talk to him and stuff. But just trying to pick. Because your dad was the the ultimate was larger su- than life. southern mm, yeah. character. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, man. So now I know where you get your thing with wanting to record Dance Fever and all exactly that. that was me. Mm, yeah, but so, did you get? Did they get in trouble? Did anybody in your party get in trouble? Well, they probably got in trouble at home. Okay. Well, actually, one of the kids we found out who who tried to jump or actually did jump over our back wooden Oof. fence. Somehow he he had a medal. He he'd won something, or so hmm. and it came off. So it was found. Somehow that got back to the high school. This kid lost his. Hall of or his wall of uh, fame picture oh. that was on there because of that. Oh, well, that's okay. extreme. Yeah, Ooh, he's going to wear a medal to a party. Hey, I, maybe yeah. he was trying well, to impress the chicks. Uh, yeah. Who knows? It's bling. It's yeah. bling. It's yeah. bling. You try, wow. You're trying to bling. tell me Michael Phelps didn't wear the gold medals around town for a bit? Damn right he did. I'm sure he did. Why so not? When, when we were cleaning up, a couple days later, I'm, you know, you, you, you don't notice everything right away. I go into our downstairs bathroom, and there's a decorative candle there, and I notice that there's literally a bite mark out of the candle. <laughs> like you can, you can see the teeth imprint, and I and I bring it upstairs. I says, "Jimmy, do you have any idea why someone would 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 do this?" He goes, "Oh, don't you know that if you take a bite out of a candle, it negates the sobriety test." Well, who doesn't know that? Well, gee, it's a little late for me, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, and if you drink a Coke right after you have sex, you won't get pregnant. (laughs) So apparently that was a... I yeah, use that around a lot. I've never heard that one. Do you want me to Google that? I don't know if that's legit. Please don't. Of course it's not legit. Is it Coke? Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola? It's no, not it's true, not, Jim. Let it go. It's not. You don't. Put it's, like, it's not Coca-Cola. 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 Well, I could understand if it was Mountain Dew, but not Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, righty then. So we're yeah. You just do over. You wouldn't what? You wouldn't do it again? Well, you know, actually, given given the context and given everything else, you know, without having you know you know knowing what I know now, I probably would make the same decision because again, yeah. there wasn't anything to suggest that this was going to happen and. Obviously, I was naive about how social media works. You should have called yeah. me. I could have told you exactly what was going to go down. Well, there's a there's a movie about that. Some kid threw a party that went. It's like it's called Weird Science. No, it, it's a it's based on actual events, but somehow it got on oh. social media and, mm-hmm. and the well, thing went, yeah, I can't remember what happen, it's called. It actually happens a lot. It could, yeah. it's almost yeah, it's happened. Not, that's what I found out yeah. until yeah. they saw our house. <laughs> it's Especially not hold social all media. Of us. <laughs> yeah, but think about the when you were a kid though. When we were kids though, and you still had big parties. That was impressive. When you think social media, how quick the word gets out. Uh, yeah. We just oh, had yeah. a phone. You know, you had to. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. So not quite the. I think for me, it wouldn't be anything to do with parties. I think the only thing I, I regret, really don't have any, because it's kind of stupid to have regrets when your kids are grown up, old, on because it's over with. Yeah. So what's the point? It's just a good story. The only thing that I wish I would have done different is when I was a little kid, I was a magnet with my dad on the weekends when he would go around fixing stuff, doing stuff, paying attention to everything he did. And for whatever reason, I just, that was, I loved it because my dad traveled Monday through Friday, got home late Friday, home till Monday morning. So consequently, he had the honeydew list and I would watch him and that's how I learned. And I never made my kids do that. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Of course, my dad never made me. I just did it naturally. But I think, you know, for a son, for a boy, that 
attachment to your father. I was, I was my dad, obviously from a generation that, that, that this is what they did. They didn't get on the phone and say, Oh, Hey, do you fix plumbing? No, mm-hmm. my dad fixed the plumbing. You yeah. know, they, they did, they, they were self-sufficient that way. I'm not, I'm not sure how many people are that way nowadays no. with, with knowing how to do things. Of course, I just mentioned it earlier. God forbid you do have to, but you Google it, you know, if you have to figure something out, but my kids have learned. I, I know uh, a couple of them are, are, are pretty good about it, but I still will get the occasional phone call. Hey, uh, how do I do this? How do I? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So you probably you, you and Karen spent most of your time teaching your kids how to cook, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's only for Never, display purposes only. Truly, <laughs> truly, because we are we are future thinkers. We knew that knowing how to cook really had no value to it in the future <laughs> in the future of the country, since there's a restaurant every hundred feet easily anymore. And we always laugh because, and when I imagine people that are listening to our podcast can relate to certain areas that they live in, we always joke about, oh, another restaurant, come on, no way it's going to be, yep, full parking lot for how many, you know, mm-hmm. every time a new place opens, it's yeah. just as big as the last one, and the crowds don't get diminish. I just think yeah. it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So I guess for me, it was just just having them pay more attention to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so they could be more independent, a little more self-sufficient with things and not relying on having to make a phone call to somebody to fix something or Google something, that type of thing. I allowed my son to have a phone at 14. And all I, the only thing I said was, okay, you can do this because this is for us to reach you. All right, this is for us to reach you or you to reach us in an emergency. Don't text, no texting. Till I got a bill for $16,000. Yep. Are you I serious? Sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, because it, it used to be. It, was, it came it, in a book. It came. You got no charged joke. per text. Yeah, that's right. I got charged for every text, and it was crazy. It was all on. And and what really freaked me out was it. It was saying three a.m., four a.m., five a.m. was when these texts were mm-hmm. done. That was on California time or something oh, like sure. that. Wow. So it was on a different complete time. But I, I, that was the worst decision I ever made was letting him have a phone. Mm. Yeah, they but you didn't you know that, that? that. You didn't know that with the phone that they charge money for them. That's why I said don't text. Yeah. Yes, I knew exactly that they would charge. But, for But it. then you do like we did, and we got Stefan's first phone, our, our firstborn. We got him a track phone. It was only a phone. Mm. It didn't do any of that. Yeah. That's how you get around it. Because it's strictly, if you have an emergency, I, you need to call us, yeah. here's your I phone. Didn't, I didn't know that. See, yeah. Artie, you could have called me. I could have told you how it was going to turn oh, out. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I did. So who was, no, who but was they, didn't, they didn't. Oh, some girl. $16,000 worth of text. Well, it was, it was a lot of text. I mean, Was geez. it just text? I hope you got somebody excused. I got 100% of it excused. Yeah. I said, look, here's my story. And the guy goes... We hear that all the time. Sure. Let's get you on a texting plan. We'll just wipe it out. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. That's exactly what That's happened. That's probably now, their you, marketing you, strategy. You no, know, it could be. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't tell him this. <laughs> I let him live with the guilt. Yeah, but that was yeah, a thing for yeah. a while. And that's what's crazy about it now because texting, that doesn't even factor into your plan anymore. No. There's no, no such thing. Right. Well, it some plans away. have a certain limits, but the, I mean, it's so not, high. Yeah. Yeah. Not the mainstream well, it's phones like, yeah, anymore. Long don't. distance used to cost something on a cell phone. And now yeah. it's called roaming. I mean, I'll be yeah. honest with you. If you have, uh, if you and your, your wife and, and you've got your phones and you've got a couple kids, if you're not on anything but an unlimited plan, you deserve yeah. what you get. Yeah, exactly. You should just pay it and don't worry about it because yeah. that's it's just crazy to because you're going to be you're going to be stressing all the time mm-hmm. that they're especially now yeah. with the, watching all the videos they watch and streaming yeah. those. That's going to cost you more than a, well, you a text gotta, message. Because well, I mean, I had a thing. Uh, this is somewhat related, but 
Uh, I had a question about my property taxes, trying to figure out, I thought I might be overpaying, that somehow we'd gotten assessed as a rental property, you know, whatever it was. Anyway, so I go to look and I find this website that offers me, you know, my assessment. It says it cost me a dollar. So I thought, all right, I'll pay a dollar. Somehow I couldn't get the information I wanted through the county treasurer's, wasn't looking at the right place, whatever it was. Mm, And so I get this report, which gave me absolutely zero information you know it all these different categories information not available it was i'm worth like a dollar. all right it was it was worth a dollar then i look i got a charge for 24.95 on my the, the credit card and i'm like okay i probably missed it that there's an initial charge and then it's a dollar i'm like well, my fault oops then a month later i get another charge for 24.95 and somehow it had read that i was subscribing to this service to get tax property tax reports Twenty four ninety five a month, and so uh. I contacted him and actually, I, you know, I said, "Look, all I wanted was this one report, which gave me no information, and you've charged me forty nine dollars so far." And I, I, so I did get my money back. But that's just be very careful when you go anywhere and do anything online. Use because PayPal. That's the great thing about PayPal is if you make a mistake, you mess something up on PayPal, you tell PayPal, well, "Don't pay that," and PayPal don't pay it. Yeah. But mm. other well, cards is like, well, you have to contact the all that. All that's by design because oh, there's yeah. a high percentage yes. of people that don't scrutinize don't their t- bills. Like your 30-day free trial. When, when COVID came around and all these very generous streaming services are giving you their 30-day free, I'm sure they were counting on the fact that 80% of the people that sign up for the 30-day free trial forget. And they're going to get at least a couple of months out of them where they're paying the fee. And then suddenly it's like, wait, why am I paying $14.95 to... Here, here's a pro tip. Whenever you sign up for those 30-day or 60-day free trials, mm-hmm. the minute you hit, you're signing up for it, make a note in your calendar, Yeah. cancel X yeah. on such Because you don't get reminders. No, you don't no, get, no, no, it just no. Hulu sent me a reminder. Hulu did. That's H- where they Hulu. screwed up. <laughs> that's, where, that's where they screwed up. They, that marketing but, guy just but got down fired. At the bottom, down at the bottom, it said, if you want a reminder, if you want a 15-day reminder, check this box. Oh, there you go. I scrolled down far enough to find it. See? I would have never found that if I hadn't scrolled all the way. Artie Widgery, scrolling genius. Scrolling 101. You've got Boomers yes. with Beverages. Thanks for uh, making us part of your podcasting, boomerswithbeverages.com. And Dan is pointing to first. I want more beverages. I have another. I have another whiskey to try. Thank God. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to kind of continue with Pete's theme here, real quick. Here. Well, we can. We can do that. Yes. I mean, unless you you just want to. No, no, no. Do it, no, let's do this continue with with Pete's, Pete's theme okay. of. I thought regrets. we were. I thought Pete's done. Did you tell me that story before? Probably. I think you did. And 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 did I laugh? No, I think. We'll you, see. I, I think you had yeah, pity on me. Yeah, I, like, I think that's right. what it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's Artie, what it was. are you here? Yeah. Okay. I did, because yeah. I did have some to, about the parenting decisions that you wish you. And that's what I was going to bring up. Over. I did a little uh, scanning of the uh, the internet, and I'm not familiar with this website whatsoever. But there's a, a website called VeryWellFamily.com, and they shared their 11. I don't know where that comes from. I have no idea. It's probably a very good website. I have no idea. Uh, they have 11 parenting mistakes to watch out for: uh, neglecting to fix problems. Sounds pretty legit. Overestimating or underestimating problems, very common, mm-hmm. I would say. Having unrealistic expectations, I'd oh, say yeah, yeah. very common with every yeah. parent. Because if you, if you have your kid in any type of sport, most of those parents out there think their kid's going to sign a contract yeah. within a week I got with a pro team. When, when Jimmy played Little League Baseball, one of the, the, the teams that he played on one year had a little you know, 
preseason meeting. The coach is there with the parents and everything. And I love this coach because he gets everybody together, including the parents. He goes, here's the deal. None of your kids will ever play professional baseball. We're here to have fun, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And if you're going to act goofy and you know get on me about this and that, then this prop team is probably not for you or your kids. Well, you also have parents that try to live through their kids, and, well, I mean, and that yeah. that yeah. is like one of the worst things you could ever do oh, yeah. to a kid, and yeah. it, that just needs to be squashed. But it's immediately. A, it's, it's a, well, that's another topic we'll get to sometime. But that's very prevalent in youth sports today. Oh well, yeah, I did, it's I, bad. I understand it. Uh, being inconsistent—that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mistake parents make: avoiding rules or limits. Yeah, and I and I wonder if that parents that grew up with strict parents if they slack off a bit with their kids in some cases or not I don't know yeah I I would think some probably do they probably try to avoid going oh my mom and dad used to do that I can't do that to them so we'll 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 only do this or we'll modify it this way I tried to stay consistent a lot of parents go too far the other way it's like I see a lot of parents um trying to be their kid's best friend. Yeah. That, that's not, not your job. That never works. No. 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 My, the, my, my positive thing was I had my kids 13 years apart. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Monica was, and then Tommy came around 13 years later. Yeah. Built-in babysitter, yeah. She, liked, she liked that moniker. That's some strategy right there. <laughs> uh, fighting back. Fighting back, a mistake parents make. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's probably very true. Neglecting to change what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, not too bad there for any. I mean, and and I think too, you know, the generation, you know, after us and the after and after, every things change, mm-hmm. and, and kids are very different, obviously, than when we were kids. So you know, changing what doesn't work, it, what Hugh and uh, uh, Hugh Beaumont and whatever June, what Ward, June, June Ward and Cleaver. June did with what? the Beaver doesn't apply today. Yeah. some things do, some but do, yeah, not everything does. And, you know? and, and that's kind of a you know we've all said well. You know, back in the day, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there a grain sure. of truth to that. Right. But yeah. you know, we all have to be willing to adapt and uh, adjust as well. Yeah, make adjust some adjustments. Well. This is the last one. This is a good one. These are the eleven parenting mistakes to watch out for: failing to lead by example. Very good point. Yeah. So, well, I wanted to uh, parenting decision that I wish I had to do over was the college question, if you will. I wish I, particularly my older son. Talk to him a little bit more got, rather than just follow the whole path that, you know, well, you go to college because we spent a lot of money on college for my older son and it was not for him. I mean, and I should have seen it. it you know, he's very bright kid, but just academics is not where his strength lies. Mm-mm. You know, was he it, understands was it a discipline thing. With it, no, it was being just disciplined to do the work. A little bit of that, but mm. like in, you know, he would have class discussions. I'd, I'd hear from his teachers. It's like, okay, in, in class, he knows the stuff, asks great questions, all this. But when it comes to testing, mm. not good. And, but now he's, you know, he's a new father. He's an iron worker. He's in the Iron Workers Union up in the Detroit area. Very successful, very hard worker. And college was that was not the way for him to go and what i would say to parents out there and those of you you know boomers who know younger parents think about other options yeah skilled trades that's, things like that that's that, the failing of public education though because yeah. there's things they don't do anymore Shop in high class. school that they yeah. used to yeah. And so kids, the basic skills they should leave high school with, they don't leave high school with. But you also have, I mean, the, the, the school I taught at was a college preparatory school. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing to have. 
But the thing is, even there, not all of those kids are going to do well. And my younger son, he didn't really, he, I mean, he went to the University of Northwest Ohio to study high-performance engine technology. He wanted to be a race car mechanic. And so that's where he went. He made, I mean, he struggled all through high school just because, the, I mean, actually he was, I think, smarter than most of the, it was so boring for him. It made so little sense, had so little application to anything in real life that it, we barely got him out of high school. He actually lied to people, said he was going in the Marine Corps after high school, so they'd stop asking him questions. <laughs> it's like, so what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. good for you. And they would just shut up about it. Well, the, the educational system over the last 25, 30 years has really, um, the, the <clears throat> universities in the most part, an educational system in America, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion, they're not in the education business no. anymore. They're in the student Activist loan business. business. Yeah. So Activist we went business. through a phase yeah. where people were, you know, unintentionally, but very much made to feel like if you're not college bound, you're less than, yeah. you know, yeah. so, and that's, a lot of and that. like you said, oh, everybody's, so you know, made out for, yeah. and now we're, now we have a situation where skilled trades, mm-hmm. you know, welders, et cetera. We need like, them. We need them. And, you and can, they're, they're not around. You go into plumbing at a high school, in four years, you're going to make like $200,000. If you go right out of high school into the training, you become an apprentice, you become a journeyman, you go to college out of high school, you're going to be $200,000 in debt in four years. And we need, but yeah, the whole thing, well, my, you know, my son went to trade school. Well, good for your son or daughter who went to trade school. Because it's just, we're locked in that. It used to be that you could have a good, successful life and know some stuff with an eighth grade education in the United States. Then you needed a high school diploma at the very least. And now you have that. Now it's up to where it's like you're not really even considered educated until you have a master's degree. And it's not that it's gotten harder. It's that you don't learn anything in those yeah. My kids days. would have conversations with their teachers, you know, that their senior year just mm-hmm. discussing, you know, what what do you want to get into? What are you yeah. thinking of doing? And yeah, and they'd be like, yeah, my dad, you know, he's been been advising me about, you know, uh, you know what to do after college. And the teacher's like, well, what'd your dad do? Oh, he was a stand-up. <laughs> so it's kind of a little fizzle yeah. right there. It's like, no. okie dokie. So, Does he know maybe, Kevin Hart? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, I, I, but that's what I would say is that make your own choices. Well, another thing we did, we had some friends who were... They were like anti-Santa Claus. Oh, don't, you know, because if, if your you know, kids find out Santa Claus isn't real, then they won't believe in Jesus. And it's like, no, it's completely, two completely They're different They're from things. two different planets. Yes. Jesus lived on one planet. <laughs> and, and, but it, so, like, my kids didn't, didn't get this. the Santa Claus experience. <laughs> yeah. And I mm. deeply regret that. Well, I Because I will, it's the, the fantasy, the, yeah. just the wonder, the magic. Of Absolutely. That well, and, and, yeah, thanks and, for shattering my... Here's, yeah. a, here's another topic for another day. Is I, I'm I'm so over parents that ruin childhood mm-hmm. for children. Yeah, we have the biggest one of the biggest problems we have in this country of the many is we don't let kids be kids anymore. Yeah, you know we indoctrinate them. We want them to be. I, I'm sick and tired of seeing people protesting with their little six year olds holding signs. Mm-hmm. They should be watching crappy cartoons. They should be playing a video game, or better yet, they should be in their backyard playing baseball with their buddies. Yeah, you know what are you doing? To, they're not your little soldier. These are right. children that you're screwing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kids can't be little kids anymore, and that's to me what more, more of a disgusting thing can you do as an adult than to ruin 
a kid's childhood. Just ask Mrs. Thunberg. Their childhood. Oh, I mean, she's just one yeah. of many examples, yeah. right? But Dan is so right about skills right. and not having to go to college because I went to IUPUI after I graduated from Cecina on the east side there for half semester, and I knew I wanted to get into radio. And uh, like I, you know, like kind of torn around with the ideas of what I want to do. And I'm like, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a little investigative work, and I found in downtown Indianapolis they had this uh, uh, technical, I don't know what you would call it, school or whatever, Columbia School of Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I signed up for them. It was a year and a half, year, a year to two years uh, track to get through. All done. You know, you would go in and, and meet with. Uh, a couple of the different counselors and things mm-hmm. like that, and you know they, they would talk talk up all their connections. And this is this is mid to early '80s, so this is pre for Indianapolis people, Indiana people are listening to this podcast. This is before Bob and Tom were even on the map. So WIBC mm-hmm. was still the king of the hill, and she'll have in, wife in, it, in its waning moments. Mm-hmm. It's not WIFE back then, yeah, didn't we? Yep, in well, the early '80s. In the early '80s. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, but they weren't—they weren't a player ratings-wise. WIBC was just good point. You, you couldn't—you couldn't yeah. touch them, and you know they would say, "Oh yeah, we have connections with such and such people." You know, so I'm like, "Oh okay," so I get started there. And actually, one of my one of my uh, guys that I, I worked with was a gentleman by the name of Eric Garns, who's been in radio in this market now for almost 40 years. I've heard that name, and with uh, with Emmis Communication, but. My first job out of Columbia was at WIBC as, wow. a, as, a, as a board op. I worked midnight mm-hmm. to six. And I had friends that were up at Ball State taking a four-year course in mm-hmm. broadcasting going, wow, yeah, yeah. we should have rethought this. There's other ways of doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. absolutely, because yeah. that's that's how radio was forever. You didn't mm-hmm. get a degree in radio. Right. You, you begged and pleaded somebody to let you get in the door. Yep. And you started out in the most grunt position possible, which for them was was board up, which wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I work midnight to six, five thirty in the morning. I'm pulling all the music for the morning show then, which was Gary Todd. And you know, you're doing all that kind of. I, I'd go into the newsroom, and Fred Heckman was the was the news director back then, and I'm pulling audio cards for him and hearing <laughs> the coolest stories about World War II I will ever hear in my entire life. And then realizing, and early on, I, I got this appreciation for, I'm working with the classics. I'm working with the yeah. people that radio doesn't have anymore. So, mm-hmm. Dan, you're 100% right. I mean, I wish people would understand there's other alternatives to a fifty to $100,000 college debt that are going to get you in a better paying job yeah. sooner. And, and you're right about that. So, I, I bet well, you half the kids right now at IU and Purdue don't need to be there. Yeah. Well, and as, Pete uh, sort of alluded to this, as... College loans get more available. College tuition goes up. Mm-hmm. God bless Mitch Daniels yeah. at Purdue University. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So thirty years ago, if you went to college, and okay, you, you you got a degree in whatever, and say, well, this didn't really pay off, and mm-hmm. you know, you weren't that much in debt. No. Okay. You know, and you, you get. It, I mean, you education, you learning it. is valuable. Yeah. Always. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now, good example. You know, I remember. Back when I was applying for colleges, Butler University, you know, not the prestigious place that it, that it claims mm-hmm. to be now, and it's very, very excellent university. I mean, annual tuition there was maybe three to five thousand a yeah. year. Now it's fifty grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that Columbia School of Broadcasting was twenty five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's, for two years, yeah. or is that a year? No, it was, that was for the whole program. Wow, that's, that's great. Yeah. When I that's went it. to college, my uh, tuition 
per semester at Indiana University was a thousand and seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah, but Dan's right about that, though. That's mm-hmm. it's a business. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Un- it's unfortunate, but uh, we do have to. One more. All right, Dan is kind enough to share one more beverage yes. from Furnace Street. Now, this and what, is, what do we got? Okay, this is their bourbon whiskey. So this is aged at least two years, I believe. This Should is be actually on it. produced. Yeah. Well, it says uh, Furnace Street Distillery Bourbon Whiskey, aged two years or more. This oh. is actually the the the, the uh, right forward malt whiskey we had is produced at the Furnace Street Distillery in Alberta. This, I believe, is distilled in in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They make a lot of distilled spirits in a bathtub. There. In a bath, yeah. No. And so they they did that early. The, it's the, the you know the the recipe or the mash bill right. from Furnace Street is what they made. And so this is an actual bourbon, and it also. I mean, I I find the malt whiskey a little more flavorful, oh. Oh. but this is. Also, so very smooth. <laughs> Thank you. It's my arthritis. So this would be a good time to mention that uh, while we're, we're pouring our drinks here, that we're, we're near the end of summer mm-hmm. as we get into the fall and the holiday season. Um, we are available for uh, corporate uh Comedy shows, absolutely. We? Oh yeah, we'd love to come out. Heck, uh, we'll so come to your house and hang out if the price we will. is right. I'm a, we're great party guests. If you really are, if you're worried about not having the, the number of people at your party and you want us to kind of blend in and that's people right. be like, Who's we, that? Can add, we can add five. You could say, oh, that's Uncle Dan and Uncle Pete. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the cook. He's the cook. He's, the, he's cooking in the kitchen. He, we told him he can come. Is that the, it was the song from Tommy? What do you think he's all right to leave the boy with Uncle Artie? Is that what that song? <laughs> <laughs> we can all answer that question. Hey, how you doing? You want, you want to hear a story before you go to bed? So I see why Artie asked that because I'm looking at the the whiskey mm-hmm. bottle, and is that literally handwritten on there? That is handwritten. Yeah. That is really that, cool. that is bottle 35 from batch number yeah, one. Yes, eight six whiskey. months. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. neat how they do that. I love the bourbon better than I. Like that, Dan? I this is unbelievable. So, so uh, real quick, I'm going to give the bottle back to Dan before right. Artie sinks his teeth into it. Oh no, no, it. I've got cooking uh, to do no, when I get home. Because uh, 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 I know right. Mrs. Davis That's is delicious. sitting upstairs mm. with her rifle, mm. and she will take you out. <laughs> Sorry, she won't. She's watching. She'll, she'll just wound you in the leg. She won't. She won't hit a vital organ. It's only a flesh wound. But you are not taking the bottle away. But we want to thank everybody for joining us yes. in this edition of uh, Boomers with Beverages and, of course, Furnace Street Distillery. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're going to send some folks up to see I'll you. I'll be back there in October. Straight up 31 to mm-hmm. Alberta, Michigan, Indeed. spelled with an E, not That's A, right. like the Canada, Alberta. Dan Davis, thank you so much for everything. Absolutely. Pete Molina, good to see you. Good to be here. Arthur Widgery. Hi, <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank very you very nice, much. Very nice. Had a great time. Uh, we did. We had Can't wait time. for the next one. Uh, well, you're not going to have to wait too long. <laughs> Four-day uh, Ray. <laughs> And four-day race coming up. We're going to give you some information on our website, mm. uh, boomerswithbeverages.com. So check out the recording schedule there. We'll have that posted for you when we get everything set up for the good folks at Four Day Ray in downtown Fisher. So thank you very much to Art Baker, as always. Great job behind the scenes. Yes, sir, Art. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Coming soon, Boomers with Beverages. Oh. Thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. Recording engineer, Art Baker. Post-production technician, Dan Davis. Showrunner and distributor, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.